podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello and welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and we have a special treat for you here on the ESSR feed ahead of WWE's European Tour. I had the chance to sit down and speak with Smackdown Superstar, a former Universal and NXT Champion and of course one of the founding members of U Japan Pro Wrestling Stable, The Bullet Club. Yes, I had the chance to have a brief chat with Finn Balor. We chatted about his return to Scotland's largest city for the closing show in WWE's UK tour. We also talked about his time wrestling in front of no fans during the pandemic, his return to the main roster to feud with Roman Reigns, and a future return to the UK and European scene with NXT UK. Here is my chat with Finn Balor. Enjoy. First, obviously, you've uh, came back onto SmackDown in the past uh, few weeks with an absolute bang, jumping straight into a feud with Roman Reigns. And before I came on, I actually read of some comments you made on Sports Illustrated in regards to Roman, uh, describing him as a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Uh, what is it about working with Roman that you enjoy so much? Uh, obviously, he's extremely skilled in the ring but I think that's uh, that goes for everyone in WWE I feel like the real difference is his energy that he brings into the, the venue and the emotions that he you know you know the emotions he brings out of the people is just like completely different to anyone else when he walks in the building there's just like a, an energy change there's like a shift in in, uh, in in the mood and people either love him or hate him they're you know he's a real polarizing character, and uh, everybody's interested in in what he does in the ring. And I feel like it really adds to uh, to the live audience and you know how they react to it. And it's just uh, you know it's something that doesn't happen with very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it's fair to say he's one of many who's upped their game in the past uh, couple of years. Uh, obviously, I put yourself in that particular bracket as well because you. Kate, before you came on to SmackDown again, you were obviously down in NXT for a couple of years and you played a major role in kind of helping that brand during the pandemic year especially. And you kind of your transition to SmackDown kind of obviously came about and coincided with the return of live audiences. And during most of your NXT time, you know, there was not really many live audiences at that, at that point. Uh, how was it for you uh, transitioning to you know, wrestling in front of so many fans every week to pretty much wrestling in front of nobody or e- even just a few uh, developmental talent? Well, believe it or not, I'm well used to performing in front of nobody for many years in my career all the way out, uh, you know, out in the countrysides in Ireland or, you know, down in Kent, England, you know, I'd often wrestle in front of 20 or 30 people. So that was kind of the, the norm for me for many years. So uh, but it definitely 
made us adjust our style. Uh, you know, a lot of times we perform with the idea of the cadence of the fans' reaction in mind. And uh, when you take the fans out of that equation, you know, the, the cadence of the match needs to change. So, um, you know, for me, I, you know, slowed down a lot of my matches, brought a lot of the, the work back into mat wrestling and, uh, and really kind of working on the details of the match as opposed to, you know, the spectacular stuff that you kind of need to incorporate when there's a bigger crowd. Um, but yeah, it was, I think it was an adjustment for everyone. For me, it suited me given my past and, you know, British catch, catch can and Japanese style wrestling. So um, it, it kind of helped me just lean on what I knew from the past and kind of bring that element uh, of my previous part of my career forward to, to NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of great examples of that type of wrestling you're setting that you your matches with Kyle O'Reilly and your matches with Pete Dunne. Definitely a lot more throwbacks. Is, uh, is that a type of style that we could maybe start seeing more of in your matches on the main roster? I know a lot of the style is different when you're on SmackDown and Raw, but could we see that? transitioning to your uh, smart teamwork? Uh, I think the key to success in this business is adapting to your environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a time and a place for all different styles of pro wrestling. Um, if I get the opportunity to do it on SmackDown, yes, I would love to, but I feel like SmackDown's more of a, more like the Avengers or, you know, X-Men. <laughs> NXT can sometimes be a little bit more like Broadway. So um, it's a very different style. Um, but you know, obviously, being able to you know adapt to the style and the ring and the performer that you're in the ring with is uh, is the key to success. So uh, I I will need to continuously adapt uh, to the SmackDown performance. Yeah, and I think your Avengers uh, comparison is actually quite interesting because you could probably say that Roman's like the Thanos of that kind of roster at the moment, and the rest of these are just like all these guys coming just all these different angles, and eventually somebody's going to beat them, you know, but. <laughs> when's it going to happen who who knows uh, I'm obviously you can obviously tell I'm speaking from the Glasgow side of things and uh, you've got a, a big history with the wrestling scene here in Glasgow and in Scotland uh, some of your last uh, pre-WWE work took place in Glasgow and obviously you came back in 2016 to be the, the guy that came out and opened up the first uh, ICW show in the Hydro it's still the biggest show this country's ever seen, 6,000 fans. Uh, can you talk a bit about your connection with the fans here in Glasgow? Because when you see your work when you were here, you could tell that you were enjoying what you were doing. Yeah, uh, I feel um, the culture in Glasgow and Scotland is so similar to the culture in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the fans are really, really attached uh, to not only wrestling, but the performers that you know are they can see are giving it their all you know, on every show and, uh, you know, haven't been lucky enough to spend a lot of time in Glasgow um, and Scotland, you know, made a lot of friends there, done a lot of training there. Uh, you know, I don't know, was I somehow endeared to the to the fans by that? But, um, but you know, they've always been so responsive. Uh, they're, all, they're always one of the noisiest, rowdiest bunches to perform in front of. Uh, the nights in the garage were some of the, the best nights of my life, uh, you know, in the ring. And then, you know, it's just something that uh, really feels like home for me when I'm in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. I'm quite glad that you mentioned the garage. Some people might mention, oh, I enjoyed working in the big arenas, but you've quite enjoyed, obviously, just that uh, small, uh, intense atmosphere. I've got uh, one of my cousins, his first ever ICW show was one of the ones you worked with. Uh, it was Jack Jester, I believe, at the ga- at the garage. And he vaguely remembers his friend, uh, 
one of the two of you is knocking a pint out of his hand, flying in the air, and uh, as he stood on the stairs, and it's a fond memory he remembers quite well from your time here. Uh, uh, big thing, obviously, the UK scene, Scottish scene, and just in general, we've got uh, NXT UK is a big, massive part of uh, the British wrestling scene right now, but there is obviously so much potential as well out with just NXT UK in terms of uh, England, Ireland as association type thing. Is there any guys, not just in NXT UK, but in the UK roster that you think you would, one, love to wrestle in the future and two, could probably see transitioning to WWE NXT at any point in time in the near future? Uh, one that sticks out like a sore thumb from NXT UK is Walter. Um, I feel like that match is something that we were kind of leading towards before the, the pandemic kind of hit. Uh, you know, myself versus Walter were kind of teeing that up in NXT UK. You know, it didn't happen. Whether we can get back there or not soon uh, remains to be seen, but that's a match that I would absolutely love and someone who I feel can, you know, with a couple of small tweaks can really adapt to uh, to life on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walter was a name, kind of one I wanted to actually talk to you about because you kind of mentioned uh, uh, you were kind of teasing, you know, that match obviously before the pandemic coming, was it? I take it that was a match that was pretty much set in stone to go down pretty soon, pretty soon after that kind of March, February time where you kind of started uh, discussing it or started engaging with each other. Yeah, I don't want to say it was set in stone with any date in particular, at least that I knew, but, um, but it was definitely the, the habit you were kind of, we were travelling down. Another man I would love to step in the ring with, Shaz Samuels. Uh, I feel like he's, you know, really upped his game in the last couple of months. Uh, someone who I've always admired as a performer from the first time I seen him, maybe seven, eight years ago. So uh, that's someone who's uh, who, who's really up in his game and someone who could really adapt very, very easily to to uh, Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, seen Shah wrestle, obviously, from on the Scottish scene. He's been up here consistent, consistently over the past few years, and I think he looks in tremendous shape as well. You know, he's really put the work in, and he's you can just tell, and he's... His work, it's something that he's really putting, he's taking the time with. Uh, another guy, um, obviously, uh, my, my memory's uh, a bit vague on this one. Probably, you probably have encounters with him. Uh, Eli Dragunov as well. Uh, I, you did, re- I, correct my memory, it's been a long pandemic. I'm sure, I remember you did wrestle him at the kind of Worlds Collide uh, show as well. But obviously, he's another guy. He took his game to the next level and his match with uh, Walter at the recent takeover kind of showed that one. He'd be a he'd be a guy you kind of like to go up against again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I feel like Dragonoff has really upped this game, especially since uh, we faced off. I think you were correct that Takeover Worlds Collide. Um, you know, I wasn't very familiar with him at the time, but you know, since then, you know, I've became very familiar with him. Uh, you know, he's he's really uh, exceeding all his potential. And other two guys I'd like to mention: Jordan Devlin and A Kid. I feel like they're you know, really up in their game right now. Another one who, you know, one of your own, Noam Dar, who's someone who, you know, I've been a fan of for many, many years and uh, and someone who uh, I would love to step in the ring with again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell that you pay attention to the NXT UK scene, which obviously you played a, you played a big part in that kind of scene because you were involved, obviously, in that first uh, takeover show and there has been, I've heard a lot of talk that you'd love to kind of go down there and do a lot more than just one-off matches. Uh uh, well, obviously, when the pandemic's over, but that would you, would you be quite open to having like maybe like a few week run there? Obviously, you're on SmackDown, that's your focus at the moment. But obviously, the future's vast, you know. I would be very open to a couple of months, a couple of years running NXT UK. 
Um, the one thing I would change was I, I would change it to NXT Europe because I really feel like it has a strong European influence right now. Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm really, really open to with the idea of uh, you know a switch from SmackDown to, to NXT UK in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'd be absolutely stacked if it became Europe because you'd have so much options out there. You've got obviously WXW. Uh, Last question for me, uh, Finn, and it revolves around some rumours that have been going around about the return of the demon. And uh, you've been open in the past as saying that the demon's had, had its place and maybe that's not something you would take forward. Could you maybe, if the demon was to come back, maybe start taking like uh, nods in your kind of past where you used to kind of use other type of characters in that type of uh, role to kind of help with your character? And I think the beautiful thing about the demon is it's not just one thing and uh, it never has been. And, uh, you know, it has the potential to evolve and change depending on the opponent or the city or the situation. So um, definitely there will be space in this universe for the demon in the future. How soon? I don't know. In what form? I don't know. But uh, but I'm sure we'll get back there soon. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network.